Welcome back to Perks Pod, second podcast of the day for me. That's all right, though. We got an interview coming up. Al Hill, uh, he's, he has a podcast of his own. He's a big sports fan, and of course, he's a big music fan. He's a uh, subscriber to Perks Recap. Gives me a lot of suggestions. He donates to the channel. I'm very appreciative of that, and he's a really, really good dude. So let's just jump right into this interview with Al. We talk about some sports. We talk about some music. Let's just get right to it. Okay, we're back with Al. Al Hill. He's been on Perks Recap quite a bit, commenting, subscriber. He donates to the channel, giving me a lot of suggestions. But he's also a sports fan. Al, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Craig. Big fan of you. Know I'm a big fan of your reactions, and it's a real thrill to be on the pod with you, man. I appreciate it. I really do. Um, okay, so we are polar opposites. <laughs> all my sports, all my sports teams are either New York, and the one that isn't a New York team is the Dallas Cowboys, and you're all Philadelphia. Is that correct? That's right. That is correct, sir. Yes, all Philly, all the time. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Okay, so are you? So is, are you from Philly? Well, I'm from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is about an hour and a half outside of Philly. And uh, my dad um, had Eagles season tickets when I was a kid, so I've been going to Eagles games since 1979. Nice. And uh, yeah, I love it, man. I used to go. I was at the uh, NFC Championship game in 1980 when uh, Wilbur Montgomery. Uh, put a dagger in the uh <laughs> the heart of the opponent and uh, <laughs> and uh i uh my dad gave up those tickets after about 10 years but uh i still have found a way to go to games uh starting in my 20s i've been to a, a game or two every year live i love it i don't miss a game i think the super bowl should be a national holiday like you said on your your uh, one of your uh, football prediction clips one time and uh, uh i love it i love it yeah uh Absolutely, the Super Bowl should be a national holiday. You know what they should do, actually, is declare the Monday after the Super Bowl a national holiday. And I said this. That's the move. I said this. That is the move, Greg. That's yes, yes. uh, I we maybe we'll use this pod to launch your campaign for for president because you now have my vote. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was saying you make the Monday the Monday after the Super Bowl is the statistically the most called in sick day of the year in America. Yep, yeah, yes, More yes. People and everybody knows why. The day after the Super Bowl, the day after, than any other day of the year. That's right, and everybody knows why it is. We can just yep. address it real easy, you know, and just make it a holiday. It's perfect, and we, we don't miss all that manpower. And you don't <laughs> even have to make it associated with the Super Bowl. You could just do, like, um, athletic appreciation day or some crap like that, and it would yeah, be Yeah, right, like billionaire corporate sponsor day you know yeah whatever the case is anyway, <laughs> i love it i haven't told but what you do you think about eagles yet. cowboys this year my man what do you think is we're both pretty good right now you know that's exactly what i was gonna say i haven't talked too much football yet on the pod i've been doing a lot of baseball but i'm about to start getting into football because obviously football's around the corner yeah. um i think the eagles are still the, are the class of the division but and I hate to do this because I am not, and I know you know, obnoxious Cowboys fans because everybody knows obnoxious <laughs> Cowboys fans. 
No doubt. And, and there are plenty of obnoxious Eagle fans, too, by the way. I'm not one of those. <laughs> right. But every year, those Cowboy fans say, this is our year. We're going to win the Super Bowl every single year. And right. I'm not that guy. Right on. But. <laughs> ah, here it comes. <laughs> this year, if this isn't the year, I don't know when it's going to be. This year, they had taken a defense that was a top five defense. And they added Stefan Gilmore to it. Mm. Ah, who was that one that was like a that was like a dagger in my back because uh and they got him for if I remember right, Craig, tell me if I'm wrong. I think they got him for a fifth round draft pick. Yes. What was the rest of the league doing? I would have I would have given him a fourth and driven him to my to the, the stadium myself. Yeah, I mean you take Stefan Diggs, who was our top corner, who is now gonna be our not Stefan. Um uh Oh, geez. His brother. Uh, his brother. Tremont. Oh, my. Tremont, thank you. You take him, and he becomes a number two corner. Yeah. Yeah, I will be. Yeah, that's outrageous. That. It's outrageous. So and by the way, Diggs else. reminds me an awful lot of an old eagle, uh, Asante Samuel, because he's a ball hawk, just like Asante. Yes, absolutely. He does take too many chances. I will. I definitely think that. Um, he had that year where he had all those picks, and he had like seven in a row or whatever seven games in a row with a pick, but he jumps, he tries to jump routes a lot and sometimes he gets burned, but yep. I'd rather him do that and get a few of them than play too far back and just, you know, give up dinks and dunks all the way down the field too. I, I agree. Asante Samuel was really polarizing in Philly when he was here because Philly loves tough guys and Asante was not that, but I loved him because he was that chance taker too. And he would get a pick six when he needed one sometimes, you know what I mean? I remember Samuel very well. Yeah, yeah. It was he was interesting in Philly because they love tough guys, and uh, sometimes they don't like that kind of player. But he was still loved uh, by a lot of people. I, I enjoyed him. But yeah, the Cowboys, man, they are the threat to the Eagles in the East this year. There's no other, you know, the, the Giants and the Red and the Redskins. I don't even consider, you know. Well, I'm in New York, and I listen to sports talk here. Hmm. Um. Of course, I'm listening to it for baseball for the Yankees. Right on. But they, you know, are still talking. They're talking about the Giants and Jets as well. They mm -hmm. are saying there's no reason why the Giants can't win the division. They they, <laughs> they have high expectations for the Giants. Like they they they're saying playoffs. They're, they're basically the way they're talking. It's almost like a lock that the Giants are not going to make the playoffs and at least win one game. That's which is what they did last year. And they think That's, they're just going to build on that and be better this year than last year. Yeah, I don't think there's any kind of lock to that at all. I mean, the NFC East had a like relatively easy schedules last year, and uh, that's going to shift around. The uh, um, but the NFC the, as well, a whole is weak. Yes, yeah, so agreed. You are absolutely correct there. Absolutely correct there. They could sneak um, in as a wild card. I could. There, yeah, there is room for a three uh, playoff uh, team division for sure. That's, no what, doubt about that's that. what happened last year. Absolutely, especially since the Redskins will probably win three games. That's more for the for the other three in the division. Um, Absolutely, I can but see I love that. <laughs> That's funny, man. It's I'll tell you it, it, the saddest day for me, and I, I uh, as an Eagle fan uh, in recent memory was when the Giants fired uh, Gettleman and uh, the coach. I forget his name right now because that <laughs> Gettleman <laughs> Gettleman put them on a fast track to bad the second he walked in the door. Joe Judge, and, it was a Joe Judge. Joe Judge, that's it. I think that's it. That's the one I'm thinking of, yes. And uh, they just went 
down, down, down. He made dumb move after dumb move. And then when the Eagles hired uh, Sirianni a couple years ago, yep. um, the guy I wanted them to hire is the guy the Giants got, who I'm blanking on. What's his name? Oh, um, not Joe Shane. That's the GM. Um, Brian Dable. Thank you. Dable is the guy I wanted. And now, obviously, I'm completely fine with Sirianni at this point. I'm thrilled with Sirianni. But when, when before it happened, Dable was a guy I wanted because I saw what he did with Josh Allen, and I thought it could translate really well to um, to Jalen Hurts, right? Absolutely. Well, we saw him turn Danny Dimes into a legitimate quarterback in the NFL for the first time. You know what I mean? Right, and they added some weapons. They they brought Barkley signed today, so he'll be, be there. Their defense is solid. Their offensive line's okay. So they're they're thinking last year is the floor for this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I understand their thought process, and I, I you know, I'm not gonna say it's it's ridiculous or anything because I could see their logic. But uh, well, I, just, I don't hmm. I don't see now. Just like you said, the the schedule's not as easy. I know the NFC is mm-hmm. weak, and I can see them sneaking in. But I see them not ten wins like they had last year. I think they're going to be like nine and eight. But that still mm-hmm. might sneak them in because the NFC is so so pathetic. Yeah, I'm with you, Craig. I think they're in that like within a game or two of 500 discussion for sure. Either way, and uh, but getting Barkley done is huge because that was could, could have gotten ugly. Right, and obviously he's a beast. Yeah. So I think that's Dallas a big deal. Philly are both about 12 win teams. Yeah. And it could go either way, a game or two on that, too, just because it's football. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and you know what? It all just matters about injuries. I mean, we, we talk here yeah. and hurts gets hurt, you're done. I mean, this, you, that's yeah, it. Yeah, totally. totally. Same thing with us. But unless we, unless we uh, find out where Nick Foles is. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> is he still in the league? Last I, I think he was in, uh, was he I think in he, Texas, Houston. I want I, the last I remember. I thought he was backing up in Indy, but I yeah. man, yeah, I'm see I what we're talking. It's hard to keep keep track of. It, it well, one yeah, once you once it hits a certain point, it, <laughs> but yeah, but you're right, man. Injuries are huge, and they can change a season in a second. You know, I, I think in the NFL more than anything, just staying healthy because the teams are so close together, and they're all great athletes. Just on health alone. If you are the healthiest team in the league for the entire season, at minimum you're going to be, even if you're a bad team, you will be in playoff contention. Just I agree. I agree. It's massive. It's it's absolutely massive. I know that. And uh, I will say this because my buddy, I know all about it because my buddy's a Giant fan and I hear him complaining about it all the time. The, uh, the Giants have had some kind of weird mojo with injuries for several years now. Like they've just been killed with yeah, injuries. Yep, and uh, if they could stay healthy, that would that might get them that extra game or two they need to to bump forward away like, like they want to, you know. So okay, Foles so is a Foles? free agent. Oh, okay, okay, all right, all right. Well, Al, here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna break for a second here. We'll come back, okay, and maybe we'll discuss a little bit more uh, about music and uh, some more of the, your background and your information on what you're doing with your podcast and and stuff like that. We'll get into that. And, uh, that sounds we'll great. Right, yeah, we'll be right back with that. Thanks. Thanks, Craig. Okay, and we're back with Al once again. Subscriber to the Perks Recap channel, so appreciative of that. But he also has his own podcast. Al, tell us about your podcast. Oh, thanks, man. It's called Bring Them Out. 
It's uh, on Soul Joel TV on YouTube, and it's on all the listening apps. Uh, um, you know, the uh, iTunes and all, and Spotify and all that stuff. Uh, it's a comedy-based podcast. It's not always the guests are usually comedians. Um, my friend Joel Richardson owns a place called the Sunnybrook Ballroom in Pottstown, PA, and we have national headlining comedians there every weekend. And where we also book music acts. I'm I'm just help starting to help him book music acts there. And it's a it's a really neat place. And the podcast is all comedy stuff. Uh we have we've had um geez, we've had Jay Black, we've had Julian McCullough, we've had Carmen Lynch, uh on and on. These are all people that have been on the Tonight Show and, and Conan and have been on TV and, and done all kinds of neat things. And um it's just a blast. I, I've, I feel really lucky to be sitting down with these people. They're some of the funniest people on the planet, and I really get a kick out of it. It's fun. Uh, absolutely. I, I was able to check out a couple episodes. Uh, oh, thanks, man. Really good. And uh, I will promote it a little bit, obviously, on here, but I'll also I'll mention it on the uh, on Perks Recap. A little, you know, a few more subscribers on there. Been on there for a little bit longer than this, but we'll see how this goes. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so I'll definitely mention it. Is it bring them out or bring um like apostrophe em? You got it. The second one. It's 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 the same name as a like a rap song. I think it might be Ti or somebody like that, but I don't know that world very well. Yes. Um, so when you search it on YouTube, you have to do do the Soul Joel TV thing because. 80 versions of that rap song come up before my podcast. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, yeah, Soul Joel TV. <laughs> and thank you for that. And by the way, I'm recording an episode tonight, and we don't – sometimes every now and then we do a just me and Joel episode without a guest. That's what we're doing tonight, and I will mention um, you and your pod and the reactions on the, pod, on the podcast tonight. I would appreciate that. Thank you very much for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of which, uh, yeah, moving right along here on the on Perks Recap, I just passed 3,000 subscribers, which is pretty cool. Congrats. And, and um, yeah, I, you know, still plugging along, doing, uh, getting some Moody Blues reactions quite a bit. Um, Sam. I love that, by the way. I think that's so cool. Yeah, Sam, who's one of the subscribers who's been around a lot, he, uh, he keeps... He's been donating, and but he's asking for Moody Blues complete album reactions. This will be the fourth one that I'm doing. He just sent me another one. And I just I just finished one, and he sent me another one to do too. But uh, they're the really are, yeah, they're a really cool band. Yeah, they're interesting. They're not totally my style, but I'm able to find things to appreciate in in their music anyway, and that's what I look for. Just something yeah. that I can hang my hat on. That at the very least, even if it's not my style something I can enjoy and there definitely is plenty of stuff in there that I like. Well, I love I think, I think all of us that are donators and watchers and subscribers, I think all of us really appreciate that about you because I mean, you know, there you are, you, I think, I think it's fairly safe to say you pretty easily have the most eclectic uh, listening uh, reaction channel out there and, uh, or at least one of them for sure. And uh, I just love your open-mindedness. I mean, uh, the uh, I love improv music. That's my thing. That's what I play. I'm in a band called Snap Squatch. I play improv music my whole life. I've been a guitar teacher for 25 years. And I love guitar. I love improv. And I love um, uh, 
your your ability to be open minded to that stuff. You know, with the dead, with the Grateful Dead reactions you do, I think I think you have two different guys. One guy gives you a lot of dead, and one guy gives you a lot of fish. I do. There's uh, Wade gives me a bunch of fish. He's the one who came up with the Fish Friday. Okay, he, it was his idea. And, cool. Um, and then yeah, I have. Well, Sam has given some Grateful Dead. Um, but there's, there's actually a bunch actually that like Grateful Dead, I was going through a stretch there where the Grateful Dead was like three times a week, every week for like a yeah. solid, like two months. Right on, right on. Almost, yeah, well, I, almost I knew, to the point I, where I was like, I need to slow it down a little bit only because I don't want to become the Grateful Dead reaction channel. Just reacting to the dead. I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I knew when I got I, I started uh, um, donating for reactions that I the dead and fish were handled because I'm a whole I'm a, I saw the dead twice before Jerry Garcia died. I uh, I and I'm a huge fish fan. I've seen fish over a hundred times, and uh, yeah. I, I say Trey, man, wow, he's so good. He's so much better than I thought he would be. I really oh, don't know anything about fish going in, and now I love them. Yeah, it's funny because there's all the there's a lot of preconceived notions about jam bands out there. Everybody knew the dude in high school that had too much patchouli and dreadlocks, and <laughs> talked about how Jerry Garcia was the man, and you just got annoyed. You know what I mean? Or who? Or uh, Trey was the man, or whatever. Well, if you actually just sit down and listen to this stuff, they're they're pretty freaking amazing. And Trey's unbelievable on the guitar. He's my like, he's he was the guy that made me want to play among him and like a handful of others but uh he was one of the big ones and uh, i love him to death but i so i was like well this guy's open to 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 improv stuff so i started hitting you with this jazz fusion stuff and i love seeing your reaction to it man it's so cool like uh it's it's really neat watching you react to it yeah i really enjoyed it It, again i i can i can find something in it that's all i that's all i require find something in it that i can enjoy and I'm, I'm in it, you know, then I'm, then I'm fine. I'm good with it. And yeah. there's definitely a lot to enjoy there. That John uh, Cofield, he's really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a beast, man. He really is. There's some stuff out there of him playing with Phil and friends, which is the bass player from the grateful dead. There's yeah. all kinds of stuff. He really dabbled, uh, started dipping his toe into the jam band world and around the year, right about when he started that Uber jam band that we did the one reaction to. Right. Yeah. Um, he was like a, in his, I guess he was probably in his 50s at that point, uh, somewhere around there. And all of a sudden he's in a band with a bunch of 20 year olds and uh, starting to head out into the jam band world. And he kind of didn't really reinvent himself. He was already awesome and just stayed awesome. But he put himself into a different listening uh, yeah, spectrum. I was, I was going to ask about that because, yeah, it's he's classified as a jazz guitarist, but some of it didn't sound, doesn't sound like jazz. Well, see, and this is okay. So this, uh, this is a great topic, actually, because this is something I wanted to talk to you about the jazz thing. Right. And I get 100 percent where you're coming from. You think of jazz as the old school big band thing with a bunch of horns and like swing dancing and stuff. Uh, that's what you think of. Right. Uh, yeah, I had I, I knew it wasn't quite just that, but I, that is pretty much what I thought it was. But again, I didn't I did have, a, you know, a notion that it was more than just that. Sure. And absolutely. And, uh, and you're not alone in that, you know what I mean? And then, but think about this, think about, um, name any band you like, any band, it doesn't matter who, uh, Aerosmith, of course. Okay. Aerosmith, great band, saw them in, uh, 1989 at the spectrum. Love them. Oh, that's when they and, were good. Uh, yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, um, uh, I'll get to that uh, in a little they, bit, but go ahead. Did, did you ever hear of the velvet underground or Lou Reed? Yeah, I know Velvet Underground. Okay, how different are they than, than Aerosmith? Wildly, right? Yeah. 
So there, it's like that in the jazz world. So in the jazz world, you have the the swing guys, the horn thing, the the typical stuff, the dinner music at a fancy restaurant, that kind of stuff, right? But then all of a sudden, <laughs> the sixth—you know what I'm saying, right? So then all of a sudden, in the '60s, Miles Davis did an album called "Bitches Brew," that changed everything. It was, uh, and maybe I'll have a—I might throw a reaction at you from that album at some point, just because it's a seminal jazz album that really created jazz fusion, and. Uh, what happened with fusion? Long story short, is it it's more it's it mixes in some elements of and why it's called fusion. Just like food fusion is the combination of different foods, fusion is the combination of different things. There's jazz elements. The guys have all the chops of the jazz guys, which are generally the best players on the planet. But then they have a little bit more of a rock or blues sensibility into their songwriting and playing. So it's well, really interesting stuff. That, that Warren Haynes one that we yes did, that yes. was definitely reminding me more of blues rock. With a little bit of jazz in it, but it was more blues rock to me. Yeah, and it's a fat that that is a cover, as you mentioned, uh, is a cover of a Billy Cobham song. Now, Billy Cobham is arguably the greatest jazz drummer of all time, which pretty much makes you the greatest jazz or the greatest drummer of all time. And yeah. uh, he uh, he um uh he had a, a guitar player on that album named Tommy Bolin, the original guitar player, and Tommy Bolin. Well, ended up in Deep Purple, one of my favorite bands. I don't know. Have you done any Deep Purple reactions? I'm not sure. I, if I, have, ever checked. I have done Deep Purple. There's a, there's a few on there. Right on. Um, well, on I'd the... say I've done maybe four or five. I got to do more. I, I definitely plan to do more, but uh, I've done at least four or five Deep Purple reactions. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for them because I love Deep Purple and I haven't found them yet. I'll, I'll be listening to them later tonight. That's awesome. So uh, Tommy Boland joined the band uh, after Richie Blackmore left. Richie's one of the greatest guitar players in rock and roll history. He's the one yep. probably on every song that the the people had you react to probably. And then one album called Come Taste the Band, Tommy Boland played on. And, okay. Uh, um, so Tommy is a guy who played uh, rock and roll, but was on this jazz fusion album with the greatest jazz drummer of all time, or one of them anyway, right? So there's there's all this crossover is what I'm saying. And uh, and you're hearing that, and you pick that out real easy when you're listening to it, and you're dead on. Absolutely. So real quick, since you mentioned Aerosmith mm-hmm. when you saw them. Yeah. I know the older Aerosmith fans, I, I oh man. I don't know what it is about fan bases in a lot of things. They're like the most fickle and easily swayed where they turn on what they love more than yes. anything. I don't understand. And, I, I mean, even like movies, you watch a movie and the, and the sequel comes out and it's fine. You're okay with it. And then you go mm-hmm. on and you hear people talk just completely tearing it apart and hating on it, but they I'm love so- the, the, love the franchise. I'm you so know, with you, man. Oh, it drives me crazy, I don't, too. I, I don't yeah. get it. So it's the same thing. These 70s Aerosmith fans just dismiss everything after 1985. No. No, I, and, and I'm so like, you're, you're exactly correct about that, and I, I'm so with you on not liking that, too. Because, listen, 70s Aerosmith is freaking awesome. But absolutely. If you, you know, but if you can listen to – if you don't like, uh, you know, uh, Pump, Pump or uh, – uh, permanent vacation. I don't know what you're listening to. Yeah, I don't get it. Uh, you know, I mean, I, well, here's one thing that 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 is part of it, and I understand this. It's when mm-hmm. you grew up. When you grew up, yeah, that's the music you love the best. No matter what era you grew up in, whatever that that time period was, from when you're like 12 to about 18 or 19, whatever yeah. is popular then, that's your music. No doubt. 
No and, doubt. It's just like everybody's uh, favorite Saturday Night Live cast is the guys that from that same age too, because and then they they don't even know any other era. <laughs> right. And mine was with uh, Dana Carvey and Mike Myers and all that. You and me both were this roughly the same age. I'm right there with you. <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah. So Aerosmith, anyway, that annoys always annoys me because they're just they're just wrong. But I grew up in the Pump era. Yes. My first, my first Aerosmith album, I knew of them with Permanent Vacation. I heard the radio hits, and I was mm-hmm. like, okay. And then Pump came out, and it blew my mind. Yeah, that's that's where I went back, and I was like, I got to hear everything this band has ever done, and I did, and I loved it, but it's not Pump. Sorry. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> it's not. I don't care what anybody, they, oh, Rocks is their best album. Nope. Pump is their best album. But that's again, so, that's so for awesome. me because it was right. my time period. Right. Absolutely. And I, and, but the cool thing about you is you can then say, well, I can go back and respect that 70s stuff and like it. Um, oh, but I, I, I mean, I'm an Aerosmith freak. Okay. I've seen them yeah. 30 times. I've, I've seen, You've them, seen 30 them 30 times. times? Wow. Yes. Yes. I've seen them 30 times. I've been almost front row every single time. Love and it. And I'll tell you what, I know every lyric to every song they've ever come out with, ever. Amazing, amazing. I can put on any Aerosmith album and sing every lyric on that album, from front to back, start to finish. Even all the gaga gaga gals. Even the gaga gaga gals. Even those. Awesome. Even though they're That's horrible cool. compared to compared to him. But anyway, I love quick, it, man. You say you saw them in '89. That's a good year to have seen them because. Again, the '70s guys—they have all—they like them when they were kind of rough and 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 sleazy and grimy. And there is a, a quality to that I can respect as well. But sure. it doesn't sound that good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. I'm live. so with I'm, you. And I'm talking. I'm talking live, not not the studio. Yeah. But the live stuff. Like there's no. no I'm with you, man. Them. And I got them right when they were getting clean. They had gotten clean. They they were cleaned up and back in action. And and, and, and they themselves have said. In 88, when they were finishing up the permanent vacation tour, they thought it was the best one. They can't wait for the future for the next tour because they're clean. They're way better than they used to be, and their shows are much better. And they think when they were all messed up in the 70s with all the drugs and everything, they put on shit performances. Man, I I, I, yeah, and that's all that okay. the guy. There's a few good buddies of mine that are older than me that saw them in the 70s that confirmed that you know they said there were some show they, they like one buddy of mine saw them like eight or nine times in the 70s and he said that one of the shows was spectacular and the yep. other ones were tough, yeah, because they're just completely blasted on stage. <laughs> yes, there was no consistency at all. That's it, yep, yeah. And, and Tyler, <laughs> Tyler, the reason why he's got those scarves on there. Is because he that's where he hit his cocaine, so we could do it on yeah, the that's, that's, Isn't that he crazy? Had po- he, he had pockets sewn into those scars. That is nuts, man. That what a, what a crazy time that was. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. Right. So anyway, <laughs> that's why I like them later in terms of the live stuff. It's much better, and um, it'll be interesting to see what they do on this final tour here that they're going to be doing. But we'll see. Anyway, yeah, no doubt. Anyway, Al. Great to talk to you. As I expected, it was going to be great, and it was absolutely. Got into some sports, got into some music, and hey, man, if you want to do do it again, all you got to do is let me know. We can definitely do, especially maybe as we get closer to football, we can really get into some more football if you want. 
Oh, you count me in, brother. I'm in. You got it. You got it. I'm happy to do it. Thank you for having me, man. It was really a pleasure, and uh, I'm happy to do it anytime. All right. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it. It wasn't exactly the shortest time, but we definitely covered, covered a lot. I appreciate it. My man, I got you anytime, Craig. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Al. That's Al Hill. Subscriber, make sure you check out his podcast, and I'll be right back with the close. Thanks. There you have it. That is the interview with Al Hill. So, so good. Al, very knowledgeable sports-wise, music-wise. Make sure you check out his podcast. Support him on there, on that platform. He said it's on every platform you can think of, all the the streaming uh, services. So check it out. It is Bring Him Out on Soul Joel. You got to search Soul Joel first because... If you do just bring them out, then I guess it goes to a song that uh, has a bunch of reactions and a bunch of versions of the song and people covering the song, and that obviously is not his podcast. So do a soul Joel first. Anyway, support him there. Hopefully you enjoyed this, and until next time, I will see you later.